Jesus, please take us from this grandstand world. It's time we got into the game. How can you tell a babe in the womb? How can you tell a babe in the womb what's going on in the next room? The only perception there is is the wall. Outside of that, there seems nothing at all. How can you tell a babe in the womb what's going on in the next room? A chair and a table, the simplest things, mean nothing to him, not even in dreams. A chair and a table do not exist in his floating compartment, and he will insist that nothing is out there, nothing at all, not a table nor chair, just a meaningless scrawl. But birth has to happen like the sun from the east, and as he sits down to his parents' great feast, he will not remember how sure he was when, tables and chairs could not ever have been. How can you tell a babe in the womb what's going on in the next room? I look with such wonder and then start to laugh. I walk away muttering, I must be daft, but one day I'll see it, remembering when someone once said it. What was that again? Someone once said it, a means to an end. In spirit we must be, he said, born again. Climb back in the womb? No, wait, now I see. Spirit flows greater, and that is the key. I'm just a babe on the earth in my womb, wondering what's going on in the room where a table, a chair, and the sun from the east dine with the father at the father's great feast. And when I am there at the table, I feel... I will not remember what used to be real. Though reality seemed then a meaningless scrawl, I'll know I was only seeing the wall. I'll know when I'm there what a wonderful friend said in God's spirit I'd be born again. We cannot know what the kingdom of God is like. This earth, this world, hides it under a heavy cloud that prevents our curious eyes from seeing it. When Adam and Eve broke the rule established by God and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they effectively pulled the cloud cover over us all, as one judgment after another erased all traces of paradise from our minds and hearts. Our focus was no longer on God, but on each other's sins instead. Jesus removes our sins, therefore we must allow him full access to our hearts and minds so the occluding sins can be washed away. Special thanks to Alan J. Moore who indirectly allowed me to use his instrumental entitled Revol, which I got from Music 
mevio.com. Sometimes it's such a struggle just to get up every day. But what difference would it make if I decided I would stay? Underneath my covers as the world spins around. If I stay in bed all day, the world will not shut down. So I'll get up tomorrow and drive on back to work. Today I'll give to him some time to clean out all the murk that's growing in my head so deep and weighing on my soul. He'll bulldoze out what's heavy. I'll give Jesus all control. I'll make little church right out of all my covers there and reverently I'll go inside and say a little prayer and when I stick my head back out to see if things are fine I'll notice that the world's still keeping everyone in line yes I'll get up tomorrow Drive on back to work Today I'll give to him some time To clean out all the murk That's growing in my head so deep Weighing on my soul He'll bulldoze out what's heavy I'll give Jesus all control I'll light a little candle on a table by the bed and say uplifting prayers very slowly in my head and when the candles burn halfway and when my head is clear Satan's lies won't get inside to give me any fear I'll get up tomorrow and drive on back I'll give Jesus all control I'll get up tomorrow And drive on back to work Today I'll give to him some time To clean out all the murk That's growing in my head so deep And weighing on my soul He'll bulldoze out what's heavy I'll give Jesus all control. He'll bulldoze out what's heavy. I'll give Jesus all control. What is the meaning of life? Throughout the ages, members of humanity have often asked, What is the meaning of life? 
and have pleaded with God to reveal what is going on here on this turbulent earth. God doesn't hide from us, nor does he deliberately withhold information, teasing us with snatches of wisdom here and pieces of the puzzle there. I say this confidently from my own understanding of God from the Bible and personal experience of God in my heart. It must be understood that it is we who hide from God. Wisdom is available to those who come to God's altar, open-minded and hungry for Him. I believe there is a purpose and order and continuity to life in this world that can be seen. Again, I don't think God deliberately hides it from us, but just as did Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden, we have hidden from Him. How is it done, and why, for heaven's sake, would we do this? It was done when we disobeyed God and ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. As a result, we became limited to our tiny perceptions which clouded out God's knowledge and made it unavailable to us. It is as though we are asleep, Jesus came and from the cross corrected us from this error, and as we accept this truth, we are awakened, yet many remain unaware that they slumber, like bears in hibernation. So we examine the tiny elements of our lives, searching our environment like detectives. We would rather not believe that we have tried to run away from God, so rather than look to Him completely with open mind and heart, we look everywhere else, like sleuths with magnifying glasses, hoping for clues to the mystery of what is going on here. And have you noticed, we look everywhere but where the reachable and approachable part of God resides within, in the person of the Holy Spirit. He resides within at our invitation. Because we do not run wholeheartedly back to God, back to the only one who has the whole truth, we wander hopelessly just outside the promised land, like the Israelites, grumbling and complaining, even though God is showing us miracle after miracle. If we would turn within, communicating with the Holy Spirit of our Almighty God, and wholeheartedly and open-mindedly ask, there would be no question He would not answer for us. I don't think most people go through this procedure very consistently. I believe people feel as though, spiritually, looking upon the face of God brings death. The reason for this goes back to when Adam and Eve ran from him. They surmised they were in big trouble, and the rest of us feel that we are as well. But Jesus' story of the prodigal son should do away with our need to feel guilty for the squandering of our inheritance. Dad wants us back badly. We were lost, but now we're found in Christ Jesus. Praise God. Jesus.
Jesus, please take us from this grandstand world. It's time we got into the game. We're so tired of this grandstand world where feelings never seem to change. Sometimes this world seems so unjust. I think we'll find, I hope we'll find that through your mind, the sidelines aren't for us.